this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome back to Popcorn Finance where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Today's that time again. We're going to be jumping back into our Investing 101 series and I'm happy to say that I'm joined again by Caleb Silver, Editor-in-Chief for Investopedia. How are you doing today? Good. Good to be with you again. I'm happy to have you here. You did such a great job with mutual funds. I, I was like, I got to ask you again. I got, I have some more questions for you and I figured you'd, the best, you'd be the best person to tackle these questions for me. Bring it on. I'm happy to do it. All right. So today in this series, we're going to be taking on ETFs or exchange traded funds. And mutual funds alone can be kind of confusing in the term that maybe not everyone's familiar with. And I think ETFs kind of take that up a notch. And, and they're, they're, I think, even more unknown, I could say, you could say, compared to a mutual fund. Uh, so first, if you could help us get, get started off here, what is an ETF? An ETF is an exchange traded fund. Now, what does that mean? Exchange traded fund means like a mutual fund, it has a bunch of different securities in it. So I explained what a mutual fund is in a prior episode, and that is basically a basket of securities that you can buy all together versus buying them one at a time. An ETF is very much the same thing, except it trades like a stock and that it trades throughout the course of the day. A mutual fund trades throughout the day, but you only get a settle price at the end of the day. But an ETF you can buy and sell throughout the course of the day, so it moves a lot more. It's a lot more active and volatile, but it, it has the same characteristics of a mutual fund in that many stocks are packed into one. So if you want exposure like a mutual fund to the technology sector or the energy sector, you can buy an ETF, an exchange-traded fund, that has just technology stocks in it or just energy stocks in it or just healthcare stocks in it or ones that just track an index like the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones Industrial Average. You can buy exposure to those groups by buying the ETF, but it trades more frequently than a mutual fund does. Uh, okay. And, and so why would someone looking to invest choose, say, an ETF over a mutual fund? Like, what, why, why would I know or why would I choose to go with one over the other? ETFs are generally cheaper in terms of fees. When you buy a mutual fund, you're paying for the price of the fund and you're also paying the manager of that fund, a portfolio manager inside a company like a Fidelity or a Schwab or, or a smaller uh, money manager to manage it. So there are fees associated with it. ETFs also have fees but they're much lower fees than mutual funds. So you would do it for lower fees. You would do it for uh, if you wanted to buy a fund that trades throughout the course of the day so you can buy and sell more frequently, although we don't encourage that. But it behaves more like a stock than a mutual fund does. There's more flexibility and it's cheaper. That's why you might want to do that. Oh, okay, that's, that's good to know. And is there any other differences as far as like if I want to go buy a mutual fund or buy an uh, ETF, would I notice any difference in the process or are they pretty similar? They are similar except let's say you bought one of each. You bought a mutual fund and you bought an ETF. If you were checking the performance of either during the day, you wouldn't get a change in price on the mutual fund until the end of the day. Mm. What they call the NAV, the net asset value is calculated at the end of the day. So you don't really know what's going on through the course of the day. An ETF, you could look at on your watch list and you could look at it like you're looking at a stock like Nike or Amazon and you could see where it's trading in the middle of the day. And that gives you a little bit more visibility into how it's doing. Although many institutions or many investors trade ETFs throughout the course of the day, we don't encourage that, obviously. But it is that it behaves like a stock and that you can do that. But the process of buying one and owning one is no different. Okay, so you hold them like in a brokerage account the same way. There's not much difference between the two in that sense. If you looked inside my portfolio, I only hold mutual funds and ETFs. And because of, of my job, I don't like to own individual stocks. But if you looked at the tickers on the ETFs, they would look like just like a stock ticker. They're usually three letters. And you could see them trading throughout the course of the day. But the process of owning them, buying them, and having them in your portfolio is very similar 
to a mutual fund. Hmm. Okay. All right. So I think that makes it a lot clearer because you hear these acronyms, you hear these uh, these initials thrown out there and you, you don't really know what this is. So I, I hope this episode has helped the listeners feel a little more comfortable when they hear that term thrown out there. And then that way, if you're, you're looking around, maybe you have a brokerage account and you're just getting started and you see these terms thrown out there, you feel a little more comfortable and you know what you're, what you're looking at. And so Caleb, thank you again for, for bringing more of your knowledge here to the show. And before we get out of here, where can people go uh, find out more about what you have going on over at Investopedia? So that we recommend if you're ever having a conversation with someone and they throw some financial jargon at you or throw some acronyms that confuse you, you just sneak away quietly, check out uh, Investopedia.com on your phone <laughs> or on your computer and come back and you can drop some knowledge on them. So we have 30,000 definitions of financial terms and we've been doing this for 20 years. It's not that complicated, but the financial industry likes to make it complicated. Don't be confused by it. Look it up on our site. Uh, we encourage folks to, to come in and explore the site. We have our online video academy there. If you want to take courses to become an investor or learn to become a better investor or just learn financial tools like Excel for finance. We have great tutorials that are free if you want to learn how to trade options or start investing or, or build a portfolio of your own. All of that is, is out there for you on our site, plus a lot of videos that can help explain things for you as well. So all you can eat at investopedia.com. Come anytime. We're always open. And you know, I, I'm not saying that I've stepped away from a conversation to look something up on Investopedia and come back, but I can see how someone has done that. <laughs> I've often dropped my phone in the middle of a meeting and looked something up while I pretended to tie my shoelaces to make sure that I understood the definition before I resumed the conversation. So don't be afraid to do that if you have to do that. It's a great trick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's much better to look something up than to uh, make something up. So, so definitely go to Investopedia and, uh, and use it for your resource. Uh, it, it's something I've used for years. Got me through college. So I really appreciate what you guys are doing over there, Caleb. We appreciate it. And we appreciate you. We love your podcast. Oh, thank you. Your boy keep it poppin' like Mary Poppins.